Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Uh, greetings, everyone. This is Gloria, and this is your call to worship for Saturday, December the 3rd. I want to welcome everyone on behalf of our pastor, Dr. Millicent Black, and I hope you all had a great day in the Lord. And we're going to proceed today by letting you know that our serving team this afternoon is going to be uh, consist of Dr. Black, of course, Elder Carolyn Cunningham as our worship leader, Sister Barbara Hyseni will lead us in our altar prayer. Just a few announcements for the week. Don't forget today is the Lord's Supper, and as we... Uh, start off the worship, you might want to just slip away and prepare your elements, which consist of a portion of cracker or bread and some water and or juice. Is Sister Millicent on the line? I'm here. I want to say a happy birthday to Sister... Someone have their fan on. It sounds like someone talking. No, it sounds like maybe a fan or somebody driving. Hey, Sister Cassandra maybe could uh, check out the noise and maybe mute them, but uh, to continue on. Uh, happy birthday to sister, uh, Pastor Millicent Black and to Brother Jay Larenville. Uh, Pastor Black celebrated her birthday on the 29th of November and Brother Jay on the 10th of November. I'd like to remind you of Wednesday's Bible study. And that will begin at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The subject of the lesson this week is the promise is a servant, and that is going to be from Luke 1st chapter 26 to the 38th verses. Don't forget our monthly prayer call, our early morning prayer call will be at uh, 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's led by Minister Juanita Purdy. And please check your your, uh, newsletter for the actual times and call-in numbers as usual. Our Saturday prayer team continues to meet meet each Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, 11 um, Eastern Time. You may be interested to know that the Emotional Wellness Support Group will have a holiday schedule, and the dates, which are in the newsletter, will be December the 6th, December the 20th, and January 3rd. Dr. Black, Minister Juanita Purdy, and Elder Carolyn Cunningham uh, will all facilitate one of those uh, particular Meetings. I just want to point out that in the last few weeks, we 
although we, we, we celebrate the Lord and we have victory in the Lord, we know that there are others across the country who are grieving losses, and we want to call your attention and ask for you to remember them in your daily prayers, in specific the families and loved ones who have suffered losses in the bus tragedy in, I believe that was Chattanooga, Tennessee, and also in the Tennessee area, the families of loved ones who have suffered uh, physical loss, uh, bodily loss, and property loss in the wildfires also in the Smoky Mountain area. Is that correct, Sister? I mean, uh, Dr. Millicent? That's correct. Okay. Also, we want to remember victims of human trafficking, trafficking, excuse my pronunciation, as Dr. Millicent is always calling our attention to that situation, and she may go into further detail later on in the service. Also, uh, apparently last evening there, there was a loss of life in the Oakland area in a, a fire, I believe, at um, a party or a get-together in a warehouse. We pray for the loved ones there who have lost or are waiting to hear about missing loved ones in that situation. Continue to pray for our cities and our nation's leaders, regardless of who those leaders are. And, uh, of course, consider our other targeted individuals who, even though we we work hard to live a victorious life each day, continue to suffer loss and um, uh, hindrances to our lives to a certain degree. And we continue to stand. We may bow, but we will not break. So please remember all these situations in your daily prayers. I thank you for your attention, and now we'll go higher in our worship service uh, and our devotion, which will be led by Elder Carolyn Cunningham. Thank you so much, Sister Gloria. Amen. Amen. Last Sunday, we as the body of Christ celebrated the first Sunday of Advent. To commemorate that, I'm going to read from the book of Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 11, and sing a song in between verses. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned. For she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. The voice said, cry out. And he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. Because the breath of the Lord blows upon it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. O Zion, you who bring good tidings, get up into the high mountain. O Jerusalem, you who bring good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up. Be not afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. 
He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare our hearts, Father God, for the coming of your most holy Son, Jesus Christ. Help us to make peace with ourselves and with all others so that we can receive your Son with purity in our souls. In Jesus' name, we pray to thee. Amen. 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 Now we'll have a song by Sister Cassandra. Amen. Um, I I have a a song that I'm going to play from the Internet, and I think everybody knows it, and so I would like for everybody to join along. Um, God has smiled on me. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. 
It ain't been 11 years. Am I on somebody who can look back over my life and say, He's been good. Matter of fact, he's been better than me that I've been to myself. Could have been gone. Would have been gone. Should have been gone. In spite of it all, he's been good. Had it been good? Had it been good? Had it been good? He's been good. Yes, good evening, everyone. Sister Carolyn, Sister Carolyn, that was beautiful. That was so powerful. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Sister Barb. So prophetic. Beautiful. Um, Amen. Let us pray. As we join together in one accord at the altar, we pray for all those on the call to be delivered from and to live free of worry in the name of Jesus. We humble ourselves under your mighty hand that in due time, you, Father, may set us free from all anxieties, worries, and concerns. Father, we delight ourselves in you, and you perfect that which concerns each one of us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you in prayer and in faith, believing for salvation for our loved ones, for healing for all those on the call and all our family members and friends. For you are Jehovah Rapha, our God who heals. We ask you, Father, to execute justice and judgment. For all who are oppressed, set the prisoners free. Lift up those who are depressed and discouraged. Bind up our wounds, Father, pains, and our sorrows. We bring ourselves and our loved ones to your throne of grace and ask for your deliverance of all habits, addictions, and even distractions that are not pleasing to you. For for you are our refuge and our high tower in times of trouble. We run to you for safety. Jesus said, how much more? Shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those that ask him? And so, Father, we ask to fill us, even now, with the Holy Spirit afresh and anew. For those involved in a court case, for employment, for safety and protection, for victory over fear, for harmonious marriages, for protection over those who are single, surround us with your favor as with a shield. We pray and confess that the Spirit of the Lord 
will rest upon our speaker tonight, Dr. Black, Reverend Dr. Black, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge. In Jesus' holy and precious name, we pray and everyone say amen and amen. 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 Glory to God. Thank you. Now we're scheduled to have a song. Do we have a song? Um, I have a another song. If, um... Please. Okay. This is another one where you can just join along. Let's give God this worship. If you know He's awesome, come on, stand on your feet, everybody. If you know He's awesome. You're in all of his grace. You're in all of his goodness. You're in all of his mercy. You're in all of his provision. He's great and he's greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody, lift your hands as we lift our voices. Come on, say, my God is awesome. Come on, say, he can move mountains.
began to write, and, and as I worked my way down towards the end of the of the message, and and Jesus started popping up, and I said, thank you, Lord, because I, I always look for a message on Communion Sunday that, that reminds us of what Jesus did for us at Calvary. And I tell you what a nice way God got me to that point this this afternoon. So chapter 22, starting at verse 2, and I'm going to 14, he said, Take now your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son. And he split wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham raised his eyes and saw the place from a distance. Abraham said to his young men, Say you, donkey, and I and the lad will go over there and we will worship and return to you. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So the two of them walked on together. Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father? And he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked on together, and they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are all all so grateful for this Advent season. We are so glad, O God, that you have brought us to this place and time, God, of another year. We are all so, so appreciative, Father God, for how you have held us together, kept us together, kept us from falling apart, O God, only by your grace and your mercy. We thank you for that. Now, Lord, as we approach the word of God, I ask you, first of all, O God, to settle me down in you. Cause me, O God, to decrease that you might increase, God. I ask for a double portion of the anointing, God. Let that anointing, God, be that which will destroy the yoke and remove the burdens, not just for me, but for these who are your children, God, those who are listening today. And then, God, I pray that the word is sown as good seed in the soils of the heart of your people, that it will produce for you a harvest, one that will bring you glory and honor, God, to some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And so the title of the message is, When God Asks for Your All. Amen. When God Asks. For your all. Now, I'm actually going to be focusing mostly on verse two, although we'll go through most of the of the scripture. And verse two, I'm going to just read it again. He said, "This is God speaking to Abraham. Take now your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains." of which I will tell you. 
Have you ever had something so precious to you and you were asked to give it up? Maybe it was a favorite dress, a picture. For me, it was a chest once, and and as as uh, an adolescent, it was a bicycle. It brought me great distress when my mother says, well, we're leaving town. Give that bicycle to your cousin. I'm going, but that's my bicycle. (laughs) Sometimes it can be your last, your last dollar, or even your last dime. How did you respond? Could you bear to part with the best you had? Such is the story of Abraham today, an old familiar story, yet even today it bears much importance to a child of God. This story actually starts in Genesis 21, actually starts in Genesis 17, but with the birth of Isaac, the son of promise, and God made the promise to Abraham in Genesis 17, when Abraham was 99 and God had promised to make him a father of many nations. Somewhere along the way, Sarah decided to help God out and gave her servant Hagar to her husband to bear him a child. This worked to no one's advantage because Sarah became jealous of the servant. The servant resented being mistreated, and Abraham was not man enough to say no to his wife when God was the only one who could fulfill the promise that God had made. So the story ended with Hagar and her son being sent away from Sarah, and she finally had a son for Abraham when Abraham was 100 years old. Abraham is considered one of the three patriarchs who was known for his faith in him. One theologian calls Abraham a friend of God. Here in Genesis 22, 1 through 8 in particular, we're told of the testing of Abraham's obedience to God, which is to make a sacrificial offering of his son to the Lord. Specific instructions were given to Abraham of where to go and what the purpose was of going. The significance of this story is that it leads the believer to the sacrifice of Jesus. God's only son, on this same spot centuries later. Moses is credited with writing the Pentateuch through, though there are theories that there might have been numerous scholars that wrote the book of Genesis. The place of the sacrifice was in the mountains of Moriah, somewhere in Negev, and the time was around 1800 B.C., that's before Christ. This pericope is written in narrative and is considered to have been written by one of those in the priestly order. Much controversy has been noted over who actually instructed Abraham to offer Isaac as a sacrifice, given the fact that in ancient Israel, child sacrifice was not practiced. However, other theologians believe that this etiology actually represents God's example of an animal being used as a substitute for a child. What is clear in the end is that God had a plan. Week after week, we've we've gone to the word of God, and God has unveiled to us a plan and shown us that he was always in control, that he was always looking out over time and making sure that things fell into place according to his purpose and his plan. Now, these were specific instructions that were given to Abraham that I'm about to talk about right now. The first one, take your only son. God had promised to make Abraham a father of nations, and then he sent his only son away, who was Ishmael, and now it's asking Abraham, God's asking Abraham to sacrifice his only son, his heir, and the one through whom nations were to be born. Think about that. According to the book of Leviticus, Israelite worshipers had been instructed to bring a male animal, a bull, a lamb, a goat, a pigeon, or a turtle dove, depending on the wealth of the worshiper, to the door of the tabernacle. 
God tells Abraham to bring me your son. Go to Moriah, and I'll tell you where to stop. The first time Abraham received such instructions, he was leaving his family, and he ended up in Canaan. Y'all remember that story? Abraham wandered around, but he didn't know where he was going. He just knew he was following the voice of God. Thank you. But he kept going until God told him to stop. So this type of trust exercise was not unusual or unknown to Abraham. Abraham then left the two servants once they got to Mount Moriah. He left the two servants and told them that he and the lad were going to worship, and they were to wait for them to return. Key now, Abraham told them, we will return. Exodus 33.10 says, when all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would arrive and worship, each at the entrance of his tent. But in this scene, Abraham does not take his servants to worship. Could it be that he feared losing his courage to sacrifice his son? He didn't want the servants to witness it. He made his statement of faith by telling the servants that he and the boy would be back. Did he already know that he couldn't kill the boy? What if that were you? I know that some of you have children. What if God told you that he needed your child for the sacrifice of the day? It would be pretty much like the old poster of Uncle Sam. Y'all remember that old poster? When you go, especially in the post office, he's pointing his finger and looks like his eyes are following you around the room. And the caption under the picture was Uncle Sam. Would you volunteer? Do you remember how the young men were moving to Canada from America during the Vietnam War? I'm sure their parents were giving them the money to run for their lives. We lost our share of soldiers from my hometown. And all around the world, I did have an opportunity to visit the Vietnam Memorial and boy, the names, the names, the names. I can't imagine what Abraham was feeling during those three days of travel. Can you? He might have been praying to God to change his mind or to let him do anything else or anything else besides give him his son. Remember Jesus in the garden at Gethsemane? He was begging himself, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. Do you think that Abraham really knew that God was kidding but the scripture says that Abraham gave the wood to his son, and he took the knife and the fire to the site of the sacrifice. How can you focus on worshiping God when your child is lying on an altar? How can you sing a song with your eyes filled with tears? What words can you say to God from a heavy heart? The first time Abraham is called during this trip, he, his son calls him, my father, and Abraham says, here I am, my son. And he said, behold the fire in the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham told him God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering. The pericope tells us, though, that faith prevails. With Isaac lying on the altar and the wood and the knife of the altar of wood and the knife and the fire within his hand. Abraham passes the death of obedience. So the second time Abraham heard his name called, it was an angel from heaven. The first time it was his son saying, my father. But the second time the angel is saying, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham says, here I am. And he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad. Neither do thou anything unto him, for now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. The word fear in this in this section of the scripture is not talking about afraid of him. It talks it's talking about reverencing him, 
so much that whatever he asked, Abraham was willing to give. Are we at that place in our spiritual lives? No matter what God asked me for, can I give it to him? Could you give it to him? There's a song that used to be sang many years ago in a, a, a mass choir. And believe it or not, the, the young lady who sang that song, her name was Millicent. So people thought I was singing that song. <laughs> but the, the words to the song says, there's a voice calling me from an old rugged tree, and it whispers, draw closer to me. Leave this world far behind. There are new heights to climb, and a new place in me you will find. And the chorus of it says, whatever it takes, to draw me close to you, Lord, that's what I'm willing to do. Whatever it takes for my will to break, Lord, that's what I'm willing to do. You know, I was at a place at one point in my life, I couldn't sing that song because I don't know if I could have given whatever it takes for my will to break. I got beyond it. But, you know, we don't often think about the words of the songs we sing. Abraham obviously was singing that song on the way up Mount Moriah. Lord, whatever it takes to draw me closer to you, that's what I'm willing to do. Whatever it takes, God, for my will to break, Lord, that's what I'm willing to do. Remember in Gethsemane? That's what Jesus said. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. That's where Abraham was at this point in time. There are several times that a person hearing his name called twice bears important significance. The day Abraham heard the angel tell him to not kill the lad, it was only a test. And the day Jesus told Simon that Satan was about to give him the test of his life. That very day, Simon denied Jesus as a prelude to Jesus' death on the cross. Oh, can't you see the reference today? Can't you see that the son of Abraham could never accomplish on an altar what the son of God accomplished on the cross? Can't you see that God always knew that a mere human could never defeat a spiritual being like Satan, but his spiritual son, Jesus? The Lord provided for himself a lamb, the only lamb that was pure enough even after 33 years on earth among filthy humans to bear the sins of the world. Now, the first time Abraham looked up was when they approached Mount Moriah. But the second time Abraham looked up, he saw a ram. Glory to God, there is an answer. It was not an answer that Abraham had to go looking for. I don't know if he prayed for another way out of sacrificing his son. But the voice of faith spoke down on at the bottom of Mount Moriah when he told his servants that the lad and I will go up to worship and we will return. It was the heart of faith that looked up and saw the ram caught in the thicket. He didn't have to run around to catch it. He didn't have to take his focus off of what was being done. He didn't have to leave that mountain to get that ram. It was already waiting for him. We have to think about that. As we go through our trials, as we go through our tribulations, as we stand in need, how many times have you faced, been faced with a trial of faith that requires you to obey God, though you couldn't see the answer? What happened? The last time you actually have to take your last dollar to help someone in need. That gift became a worship to the Almighty God, didn't it? Did you feel like letting your child go off to college, your spouse to leave you in a divorce, or your best friend to walk away from you? But it became an act of worship. I remember when my, my, my oldest went off to college. Y'all, I sent her off with the song. Uh, that was when uh, Whitney Houston's song had just come out, I Will Always Love You. I wanted her to feel guilty about leaving me at home. <laughs> <laughs> but it became an act of worship because I had to place my faith in God that my child could make it in another state without me. Gratefully, God had a Christian woman that worked for that university, and she took my child under her arm. 
under her wings. But you see, that woman at that university became my ram. God knows what he's doing. When God says, let go, you must do just that, and it becomes an act of worship. That's what he was saying to Abraham. Let go of wanting him more than you want me. God wants to see if each of us can give our only at his command, whether it's our only piece of bread, our only dollar, our only loved one. Can we give them to him? And say, God, it's an act of worship. The blessing of the obedience was the ram. How many times did you give your last in church on Sunday with an important bill due on Monday and the ram appeared? How many times have you really not had enough food and the ram might have been a special at your favorite grocery store for your favorite food? It might have been the dollar menu at our favorite restaurant, and I've been there. In fact, my young daughter asked me last last year, just last year now, at, at the age of 38, she said, Mama, can I have a grown people's hamburger now? <laughs> because we were so used to eating from the dollar menu. That was what my money could buy. My Lord. But yeah. you see, God becomes the, he always has a ram. And, you know, for me, the ram was just having enough dollars to buy the dollar hamburger. That's right. But thank you, Jesus, for that. The story moves forward now, 42 generations from Abraham to Jesus. It was 14 generations from Abraham to David and 28 generations from David to Jesus. 42 generations until the lamb replaces the ram on Mount Moriah. And on this Sabbath, when we celebrate not the crucifixion but the resurrection, we shout hallelujah to the Lord of lords and the King of kings for a ram that would not allow a father to kill his child as a sacrifice unto our God. And we say thank you, Jesus, for the lamb that a father did send to save us from our sins, a lamb who was pure and undefiled by human hang-up. One who could make mountains move and storms cease. God sent us a lamb who straightened a woman who had been bowed over for 38 years and gave sight to a blind man. This lamb made a lame man walk who had been crippled from birth and stopped the issue of blood that would have taken another woman's life if she had not touched that lamb. That lamb, the one who came for you and I, also died for you and me. Today he lives to intercede for you and me. Just like he did for Simon Peter, Jesus wants us to keep the faith. Just like God did for Abraham, he had to start out. You know, I heard the story say one time that if Abraham and Isaac was going up the mountain on the front side, God had the ram coming up the mountain on the back side. And faith had a collision with God's provision. Oh. It was a ram. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So just in case you're not sure if you've got the strength to give God your all, I want to remind you that he gave you his all when he gave you Jesus. And the all that God gave you was everything in this world and everything in the world to come, eternal life. So I invite you, those of you who are listening this afternoon, prayerfully you've received the blessing. And someone may not know Jesus as the lamb who replaced the ram on Mount Moriah. But you know what? You or I could have been the ram caught in, we are oftentimes caught in the thicket of Satan's deceit and of his tricks and his traps and his snares. And can't you just see him pouncing around us caught in the thicket, asking us what are we going to do now? But lamb comes up the mountain and tells him, I've taken care of all of it. Let him go. Amen. You you want to become part of the family of God. If you want to be a, a recipient of the power of the blood that cleanses from sin and sets you in a clean place, so that you can serve the living God, I invite you to pray with me. 
Lord God, I come to offer myself to you. I admit, God, that I'm a sinner. I ask you to cleanse me of all unrighteousness as I accept the sacrifice that Jesus became for me at Calvary. Help me, God, to stand strong in you. Teach me your word. Teach me how to pray. Give me, oh God, the desire to spend time with you and to grow in the things of God. Thank you, Father, for your perfect sacrifice, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, if that was you and you prayed that prayer with me, I invite you to to send us an email to refugefromstorm at aol.com. That's refugefromstorm at aol.com. We'll be happy to uh, talk with you further about the decision that you've made and to pray with you about any concerns that you have. So if you'll send us an email, tell us that you prayed the prayer, give us information to contact you back, and we'll do so as quickly as we're able. Now, while we turn to communion, Elder Kellen, are you are you prepared for that, Machine? For communion? Mm-hmm. We didn't discuss it, so if you're not, it's okay. Oh yes, I am. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. All right. Then, then while we are are getting prepared for communion, those of you who don't have your 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 bread or, or your cracker and your water or your juice, uh, do so while we have a, a, a song. Cassandra, can you play us something, or can someone sing us a, a communion song? Millicent? Yes. You wanted me to play something? Yes. Can you can you can you find the blood the blood that Jesus shed for me on Calvary? Was that one of the ones that you gave me on the list? I I don't think so. Okay, um I don't um I don't know what's wrong. my computer just went all white, so I can't okay, I no can't. problem. No the blood that Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary. The blood that gives me strength from Amen. 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 
Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now let us commemorate the Lord's Supper. The Lord Jesus, on the night of his rest, took bread, and after giving thanks to God, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now you may eat the bread or crackers that you have. Partake of it. In the same way, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Now you may partake of the the drink that you have, be it wine, juice, or water. Every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the saving death of the risen Lord until he comes. Gracious God, may we who have received this sacrament live in the unity of your Holy Spirit, that we may show forth your gifts to all the world. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Is there a closing hymn that we have? I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross, and I know it was the blood for me. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross, and I know it was the blood for me. Amen. 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 And closing, we'll have the benediction now. To be given by Reverend Nelson. Again, I want to say thank you to each of you for participating in the service today. It's always a pleasure to serve you and to serve with you as we serve Jesus in worship. And so as we leave this afternoon, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep in the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, 
that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all ages, forever and ever. Amen. 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 Sister Cassandra, you can end the recording. Those of you who would like to have prayer and special ministers, if you would stay on the line. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.